I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Welcome to the Dairy Brothers Guardians cast. Your best podcast spot for all things Cleveland Guardians baseball. Presented by WaitingForNextYear.com. Follow Matt on Twitter at Dairy Speaks and Todd at TD Guardians KU. The Dairy Brothers Guardians cast is on the air. And it's a fresh edition, everybody, indeed, of the Guardians cast here, brought to you by WaitingForNextYear.com and the Evergreen Podcast Network. Matt and Todd with you on a Monday, March 28th. As we talk Cleveland Guardians of Baseball, brought to you by our friends at the Center for Advanced Dentistry and also Breaking Tea, t-shirts at BreakingTea.com slash dairy, D-E-R-Y, for the Cleveland Collection. Well, I mean, 4A specials, staying on the roster, some maneuvers here on a Monday, Gabe Arias, the man I refer to, Todd, as Babe Arias, 8 for 14 in the spring, sprang the ball all over the yard, but no. Let's send him down to Columbus, which is, in fact, what this team is doing right now, which means the likes of Bradley Zimmer and Oscar Mercado stay on the roster. We don't want to go all negative on the show today, but that's where we're at right now is uh, the 40-man's a problem. It's a young roster, uh, yet there's some 4A holdovers, like I said. I don't really know what they're thinking, but... (laughs) Uh, the, the fan base remains just sort of sitting here with their palms open, asking a lot of questions. You know, I don't want to, first of all, thank you for uh, bearing with me, everybody, and you, Matt, while I'm at the airport flying home from spring or break 2022. There you go. But uh, I, I, Listen, it, it's, it's become obvious. I'm not going to say they're punting the season, but this is – the opening sounds like a punch because if you were serious about – quote unquote playing the kids, then Ahmed would either be traded or moved to left field. Gabe Arias would be playing shortstop. And you wouldn't be having Oscar Mercado and uh, Bradley Zimmer on the roster anymore. Uh, I believe they're wasting a prime year of this awesome rotation, but hey, maybe you play the kids and maybe they're good and maybe you compete and maybe you add when, when something goes down. But I, I, I can tell you this the fact that Bradley Zimmer we've seen since 2017 and no isn't good is going to be on the 40-man roster when we have a squeeze. They made two moves in the offseason. One was to sign a backup catcher who's going to miss three to four weeks with a hamstring injury, and now they have to use Sandy Leone or Brian Lavastida as the backup catcher for a few weeks. All of it, and, and Brian Shaw for the 800 carry row. Uh, it's obviously frustrating, but you know what? I just want the season to start already, and let's just let the chips fall where they may, as they say. Yeah, I don't really know where this is going. Um, I think we're all confused. I think you do look up. Nobody even, does. That's the problem. Right. I mean, all of the optimists out there, and look, at times I'm an optimist, and so are you. You look up and go, you're right. I mean, when you can trot out the likes of Shane Bieber and Tristan McKenzie, who was lights out again the other day in relief, 
Um, but 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 uh, you know, Cal Quantrill, who last year's ERA was you know in the second half was like in the high ones, low twos. Um, and then Zach Plesac and Aaron Savali, who's just always solid and works so hard. But then there have been no other additions. We touched on it last week on the pod that maybe the sale is coming faster than we expected. Um, but but still, I mean, the owner, Paul Dolan, hasn't said a word. He hasn't made himself available. Other owners from other teams have done press conferences, have done press briefings. Uh, our guy is dead silent. And the front office uh, said, Chris Antonetti, weeks ago they were going to add to the payroll. And what did they do? They gave Brian Shaw $3 million. Whether you like Brian Shaw or not, if that's the only addition, that's not what you said you were doing. So I'm not sure where this is going. Nobody does. Uh, they, they're not going to try Dolan out there now because every question is going to be about the sale, and he's going to have no answers. And as we know, whenever they give him a microphone, he oh, eats no. it, <laughs> as you could say. So, uh, so I don't know what's going on. Nobody does. It's, it's absurd. But this play the kids is one thing, but to have Mercado and, and, and Zimmer eating up 40-man and 25-26-man would be 28-man is insulting to me. As a paying customer, I, I had enough of Bradley Zimmer. He stinks. He's never been good. What, what, what more do they need to see? If he wants to be the fifth outfielder when we're contending, that's one thing. But when it's play the kids and Richie Palacios and Stephen Kwan can be playing more, but you know, you and I both know Tua loves his veterans. So we know who he's going to play regularly. It ain't going to be Stephen Kwan, I bet. It should be. Stephen Kwan should play right field you know, every single day. And you want to put Tuna with Mercado. Todd, I don't know if you've got air, air, air pods in or whatever, but uh, I can hear some kids screaming in the background. But you bring up a great point. Stephen Kwan. I'm, I'm at the airport. I'm doing the best I can. No, I get it. I get it. This is part of the deal. This is the, this is, uh, the, the, the travel schedule. This is the, the, this is the, the flight. Dedication. This is the flight home back uh, uh, for the Kansas Jayhawks. Uh, I expect selfies and uh, trophies on this airplane on the way back, uh, as as your team is the only one seed standing. So congratulations on that. But look, the, the bottom line is Gabriel Arias is a really good fo- uh, football, really good baseball player, and and for two springs in a row he's lit it up. Uh, he's got good range. He's got a rocket for an arm, and he's ready to go at shortstop. And this organization for the last two years is like, well. Do we give Ahmed Rosario a chance in the outfield? Well, maybe. Well, shortstop. What are they doing? Put him in the outfield and be fucking finished with it. He's not a shortstop. I mean, my God, he's a good player. I like him now. I'm sold on Ahmed with a bat. He runs really fast. He's a good teammate. But he's not a good shortstop. But they're going to maybe play him a little. Today he's in left field playing against the Royals at 405. So, but then Jimenez is at short and Chang's at second. Yu Chang is, is knocking the cover off the ball. Maybe Yu becomes an everyday player. Great. But, like, well, we were guessing he could play at first with Bobby Bradley. Well, we're guessing he could be at second. This, this musical chairs, while Tito loves his platoons, is, is not going to sell tickets and it's going to cause uneasiness with players that might not know every day where they're coming, where they're going to be sitting on the, what seat on the bus they're going to be sitting on. When they go to work every day, and that that's not that does not produce winning baseball. It doesn't. I also come back to the it's got to be play the kids, play the kids, right? 
Is Ahmed Rosario the shortstop of the future on this team? Answer me that question. No. Okay, so why are we wasting time with him at shortstop when Arias can play short right now? Right. And you want to you want him to play left handed? Are you want him to, you want him to play left field? Play left field. I got no problem with that for a little bit. So tune him out there. You know what I mean? Like it's fine. Ahmed's got value. Sure, use him. But to play him at shortstop every day, I mean, come on. And they said they were going to use him in the outfield, right? Today's the first day they put him out there. Right. It's March March 28th. And we still don't know if all winter they told him, we're teaching you how to play. Actually, they didn't because of the lockout. Hey, we're going to teach you how to play left field all winter long, which hurt in the lockout. Maybe that was the plan, and maybe they couldn't do it. But I think you're naive if you think that Tito didn't talk to Ahmed, you know, and tell him that. So who knows? Well, everybody can blame ownership, and and yes, uh, I'm I'm officially saying it. Dolan is cheap, and and, and uh, it's not been a good scene. And the fan base is mad at Paul Dolan, and hopefully the sale to David Blitzer goes faster than expected or whomever. Uh, but the bottom line is, is that this all the the the, the anger and the 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 uh, venom spewing that's going on at Dolan is is a nice little smoke screen and blanket over the over the forehead of the front office and the Chernanetti group which rarely ever gets any kind of uh, uh bashing their way but sorry fellas you, you got Josh Naylor, Bobby Bradley, Ernie Clement, Ahmed Rizzo, you got all these players you don't know where to put them and that's been going on for 2 years this isn't some new problem well we're going to try Bobby out at first base and Let's see how he does. Well, wait a minute. You could have done that last year, but you elected to send him to Columbus. That was stupid. Now, John, we all had to get Jake Bowers. Those at bats. It was very important. Right. And we all knew Jake Bowers was going to, was going to fail. And he did. We all know Bradley Zimmer, if he's on the team has to be a late inning defensive replacement for Ahmed in a one run game in the ninth inning. If he's in left field, that's the only time I want to see him, but somehow, some way, Nine of his first 13 at-bats uh, in Arizona, he struck out. But he stays and Arias goes? What is this? It's ridiculous. Know, it's, it's aggravating. You, I, I'd like you to read that tweet that you sent out this morning, if you could find it, uh, about the development of the outfield, because I think it's very pertinent to this conversation. Um, you, know, you, made, you made a very valid point. You made a very valid point. Well, all I said—that's exactly what I just said just now—is that is that yeah, the, the, it was the, very succinct. The general manager and the president, and all these people, the ownership venom is one thing, but the fact that they have not developed an outfielder, Stephen Kwan, appears to be a, a an in-house favorite and can spray the ball to all fields. He's made some great defensive plays um, this 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 spring already, playing center field, right field. If he's going to play, fine. I want to see him out there and just play him. Um, but he better get a chance if opening day, and I don't know who's pitching for the Royals on opening day, must be Granky or, or one of those guys, um, you know. <laughs> Brad Keller. <laughs> yeah, well, then I want to see Quan out there. If I see, Merc- oh, I, if I I see Mercado in left and Zimmer in right on opening day, I'm, my stomach's going to be bothering me. It, 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 that's, that's wrong. Stephen Quan, play him. Opening day. I don't care if it's a lefty, a righty. I don't care if the guy's throwing two-handed. Stephen Kwan, every day. Let's go. Enough. Andy stomachache? That'll be a good for, for opening a, day, the empty stomachache. It's a good bit. It's a good bit. <laughs> no, but you know, but but you're right. It should be. 
listen, I don't love Oscar Mercado, but I like him better than I like Zimmer. And there's value in platooning him as the right-handed bat with Quan in right field. I can live with that. I can't live with both of those schmoes on the roster anymore. <laughs> I just can't do it. Well, that's that's the biggest thing is when a Med Rosario is at shortstop, what's the rest of the lineup look like? You know, I mean, are we going to be playing? Is Yu Chang going to be platooning with Bobby Bradley? But then on days when Rosario is in left, does that mean Jimenez moves from second to short and Chang goes to second? I mean, this is a joke. This is musical chairs. Now, <clears throat> Yu Chang has had a really good last few months, and he played well at the end of last year, and he really hit the ball hard. And he's hitting the ball hard in the spring. I'm rooting for him. Seems like a good guy. Um, but we're not talking about top top 100 prospects here. I mean, we're, we're, we're sitting there going, hey, Owen Miller and Ernie Clement and Yu Cheng, these are all utility players. Now, hopefully some of them will turn into regulars. Jose Ramirez started off as a utility player. Remember that. And was a backup at second and short and, and now is at third. So maybe they're hoping they've found a Jose Ramirez, but that guy's a special player. And surrounding him and Shane Bieber with all these utility guys is not going to make for a winner, especially when your competition in the division just picked up Javi Baez, Carlos Correa, Zach Granke, um, all the guys the White Sox picked up. That, that's not a good look. Not a good look at all. No, it is not. And I can tell you that you're totally right. It's We're, we're rife with utility guys. Like I, I believe that Chang has value on the roster as a utility man. You know, if we had... I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and, not uh, as simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. You know, let's let's just go back and say it's the redacted at shortstop at shorts and Jay Ram at third and prime Kipnis in second and you change your backup for all those. You can live with that, right? But when it's God knows who's going to play second today, uh, Jimenez at second today and short tomorrow and Owen Miller's going to play second and first and it's like no one knows where they're going to play from day to day, which can't help. You know what I mean? Like, that can't be a positive thing when these guys don't know what they're do- where they're going to be every no, day. No, no, like, like I'll give you, I'll give an example. They show up at the park every morning. They show up at the park. They don't know if they're playing and if they are where they're playing. That can't be good for these. No, guys. and and I and I love Tito, but he overdoes it with the platoons. We all know that today's lineup is basically Zimmer in center, Rosario in left, Chang at second, Fran Mill DHing, Owen Miller's at first, Mercado's in right, Jimenez at short, Clement at third, and Leon is catching. But again, all of that could change. Owen Miller's having a good spring. But again, when Owen Miller came up last year, he couldn't hit the ball. Could not. So is he a 4A guy? Is he a utility guy? Where are you playing him? They're throwing a lot of these guys out there and hoping that a couple of them really pan out in a big way. And I, I hope they're right. And maybe they'll get the last laugh. 
But, you know, Detroit's trotting out Torkelson and Green, and they're ready to put those guys in there with the veterans because they're ready to win. What are we ready to do? Are we ready to win? By the rotation, yes. But the rest of it, (laughs) I'm, I'm stunned they didn't make a trade. And these articles in The Athletic, and this is not a knock on Zach or Jason Lloyd or anybody, but these articles in The Athletic about, well, they were thrown aback by the Rule 5 draft. Oh, give me a break. Stop with the Rule 5 draft as being your excuse. I don't want to hear any excuses anymore. Okay, it, that, that does have some merits just from a maneuvering standpoint. But anybody that they would have exposed, it's not if they were that great, they wouldn't have had a problem. And I understand. Then that. make a trade. Would, then no, make no, a no, trade. I, under, I understand that John Kenzinol wouldn't have been added because he's so young and they were afraid to lose him. But you know what? If they're good enough to add to the 40 man, then okay, it's fine. The problem I have is that eating up 40 man roster spots are. Brian Shaw and Oscar Mercado and Bradley Zimmer. And again, I'll live with Brian Shaw pitching the seventh because at least I know right now that I know what I get with him. Look at the rest of the bullpen. We have no idea what's going on there. None. Yeah, I mean, the bullpen right now is uh, Manny, Emmanuel Classe, who is just amazing. And then after that, Sandlin, Ghost, Brian Shaw. And again, the Brian Shaw haters, it's an old bit. Ryan Shaw is fine. I really don't have any beef with that. Uh, Trev- He's fine, but the problem is he'll be used as the main setup man until Sandlin can prove that he's completely healthy and can handle the workload. Let's not forget he's coming off a major elbow injury, and I believe today was the first day he was going to throw with the major uh, with the big club. So the parent club, uh, Trevor Steffen, I guess Sam Hentges. I guess Logan Allen. I mean, he, they're all going to make it. They Eli have to. Eli Morgan and Tobias Myers. I mean, is that the is that your bullpen? Well, early on in the season, these guys aren't going to pitch more than four or five innings, and they're going to be doing a lot of piggybacking. I think I read today that Cleesack and McKenzie have been piggybacking all spring. Yeah, you're right. They have. So yeah, who knows? I mean, it's just. I think this first month is going to be a total crapshoot. The problem for us is. To the Guardians, I almost said the Indians. The problem is the strength of the team is the starting pitching, and these guys will only be able to pitch four or five innings probably for a month until they're built all the way up, and that's going to cause you to use Sam Hentges regularly and Tobias Myers. I don't, you know, he could be good, who knows, and Trevor Stephan. We don't know, but when those guys are having to pitch multiple innings, that's not going to help. 30 up. <laughs> 30 on up, 30 up. <laughs> Uh, Matt and Todd with you. It's the Dairy Brothers Guardians cast on a Monday, uh, the 28th of March. The regular season begins in 10 days when the guards, that's the Terry Pluto way of saying it, uh, heads to uh, Kansas City to open up a, a series with the Royals. Um, you know, I, I don't, I can't wait. I'm excited, but I have no idea what this team's going to look like. This is going to be, I know. Uh, this is going to be very interesting. I completely agree. It could be one of these things where we start off and all of a sudden they're playing good D, they're running the bases, they're getting good pitching, and hey, this is good. Or it could tank right out of the gate, and it, which would be a huge, huge problem for the organization. Yeah, I mean, we, we, we've seen starts under Eric Wedge and, and even Tito that have been uh, not good, and then they've you know fired the, the train back up in the second half. Uh, it's just a young, young team that, that really could have used a, a veteran bat or two to add to this process, and they didn't do it. And now they've got this 40-man crunch, and they've got these guys that they rave about, that they've been raving about for years, like Palacios and like uh, 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 Arias, 
who are starting in the minors, and if a guy like Chang or or Ernie or Owen or any of these guys start off slow, then you're going to be sitting there going, wait a minute, why isn't blah, blah, blah up? And they do this all the time. They did it, you know, we wanted Mercado up years ago in April because he was so good in the spring, and then they finally brought him up like June 1, and he had a good year. And then Owen Miller last year, remember, we, we, you, he had that torrid streak, and we were like, why haven't they brought him up? Why haven't they brought him up? And then the streak ended, he started to cool, then they brought him up at the wrong time. So there's that part of it, too. But who, I, I, again, who knows? It's so bizarre. I don't know what to expect. I mean, part of me is kind of excited to see that, but I just, I, I mean, the, the pitching, the rotation is so good that if you had one or two more real legitimate bats you could count on I just feel so much better and it's it's hard to feel that way and it sucks yeah well it sucks as a Frank Costanza said um, in the kitchen one right. night Sam and croquettes are oily correct and now you know you also figure you, you hope that the starting pitchers stay healthy with Bieber Savali Plesak Quantrill and, and McKenzie because after that who you got well if Eli Morgan's going to be out of the pen that would be tough to all of a sudden just move him and lengthen him up. Cody Morris is hurt. Carlos Vargas is hurt. Uh, Adam Scott is star, uh, starting, I believe, today. They like him. But does he make get a spot in the, in the bullpen to start the year? Who knows? And then uh, the only other guy in the 40-man that is a starting pitcher is, uh, what's his face? Uh, not Battenfield, the other one, Pilkington. So we'll see. I don't know, I'm breaking down this 40-man 40, 40 roster hardcore. Yeah, I, I respect it. And you want to know something? You're 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 on to something there. I actually believe I got to give credit to the executive producer who brought that off like me this morning in the in the uh, in the text chain that we can't afford a major injury to rotation. They'll be screwed if that happens because really Eli's number six, and they probably thought Cody Morris would be seven, but he's been put on the sixty day. Here's another reason why I don't think that they've picked up an outfielder or made a move is because. Maybe, just maybe, Josh Naylor is that move. And that if he's ready by opening day, which I don't think they think he's going to be, but he could be, then maybe that's the maneuver is that Josh Naylor is going to play right field most of the time. And then they would platoon Quan and Mercado in left. And then Ahmed would play mostly as short. But again, I, I, again, I, I want the best. I want, right, right. I want the best guy at shortstop. And I think the best guy is Arias, and they've already sent him to the minors today, which which I don't like. And they'll say, and they'll say, oh, he's 22 years old. He, you know, he didn't play the full season in AAA, and you know they'll give us every excuse. He played a he full season in AAA lot. last year. Well, no, you know what I mean. They're going to say, oh, you know, he showed us a lot, but you know he could use a little. You know, they'll come up with the same bullshit excuses they usually use. But I just. Uh, well, this is where this is where Tito's earning his money, and, and if Tito can work, uh, pull a magic, uh, a rabbit out of his hat, uh, the hat or whatever that stupid phrase is, and, and and work his magic, and they're hanging around in April, that would be incredible because this division is not some walk in the park anymore. Uh, none of these teams suck. I don't think Kansas City sucks. Detroit doesn't suck anymore. I mean, I hate to say it, they don't. Listen, you're right. Anyone know something? You look at these rosters. Every one of them has been improved except for one, and we both know who that team is. Yeah. It's the one we talk about once a week on this podcast and every single waking day and minute that we're awake. Tom yeah, this, uh, this, 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 this Guardians offseason is equivalent to uh, Kansas's free throw shooting yesterday. 
Nothing like winning by 26 and going 13 for 26 from the free throw line. Man, that was crazy. That was a real slap in the face. Hey, now. <laughs> Let's break down Will Smith versus Chris Rock. Uh, 216 I'm sure, I'm sure nobody's talking about that today except every single tweet I saw today from a, any radio show, local or national, or podcast, local or national, was. Uh, here's the topics today. Uh, Kansas is in the Final Four. Uh, 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 Duke, UNC, uh, uh, and uh, Will Smith's laugh. Your thoughts? Oh, yeah. Of course. Thank God for the NFL owners' meetings. I mean, uh, you know, because honestly, I mean, college basketball is awesome, and the March Madness is great, and you and I love it, and the executive producer loves it, and our, some of our listeners that we know and our P1s love it. But are they really – I mean, if they're doing sports talk in Lawrence, Kansas, of course they're bringing it up, and certainly Philly will do some Villanova talk, but other, and Tobacco Road. But other than that, are people, are people nationally really breaking down the Duke-UNC game? No, let's talk. Uh, let's talk. KJ Adams, 30, uh, 30 seconds of defensive greatness yesterday. I just wanted T Han to hit that three at the end of the game. That's what I was looking forward so, to. So did so did Brooke. She was very excited when T Han came on the floor because I told her he'll never play in a meaningful game, and she's like, "He said he'd never play in a meaningful game, and he's out there." <laughs> yeah, well, uh, Magusty's a beast. Whew, that guy's that guy. You guys did a great job on him in the second half. We sure did. He only hit four, 14 in the first half and four in the second half. I'll get your T-shirts at BreakingT.com slash Dairy. Any Browns, Guardians, or Cavs gear. Uh, hopefully the shirts aren't fading. The Cavs shirts aren't fading like the team is. Uh, uh, <laughs> but you can get them at BreakingT.com. Anything you want. Heck, they would probably make a Will Smith Slapping Chris Rock T-shirt today. They you know, already have. you know they have UNC and Duke stuff and anything that you want that comes out of sports, anything they have it at breakingtea.com. But for the Cleveland collection, go on there, get your gear. Breakingtea.com/slash/dairy d-e-r-y. Once we figure out who's actually on this Guardians team besides Jose Ramirez, Fran Mill Reyes, Shane Bieber, etc., then we'll have some new stuff for you. But uh, hey. If you want the Bobby Bombs shirt, if you're a Bobby Bradley fan and he's hot early in the season, breakingtea.com slash dairy, D-E-R-Y. How about a free Gabe Arias t-shirt? <laughs> free Babe Arias call would it be. You, call your boy Jamie and get that going. Uh, Jamie Motram? Good man. Good man. Um, all right, so that's where we're at right now. We, we gave you the lineup for today. and I don't know. Is there anything else we need to talk about? I mean... No, and I'm bo- I'm boarding in two minutes. So uh, two minute warning. Back tw- head- heading back to the 25 degrees and snow, baby. There you go. There you go. Well, uh, all right. This was a good pot. I think we're uh, I think we're done. I think it was good. I apologize for the background noise. For it got it got better. I know. We, we listen. It's, we're dedicated here. We had to take care of our people. No question about it. Hey, and by the way, I, I did. I was watching some of the games on MLB Network. Uh, Matt Underwood, Rick Manning, and Andre Nod are back for another year. Thank, thank goodness for that. I can't wait to. Uh, I can't wait to hear the first uh, Andre, Andre's first interview on the side. I'm looking forward to uh, Manning being bitter about something and uh, Underwood's '70s references. <laughs> oh, baby, you're Johnny on the spot right now. Got to put my mask on. All right. All right. Thank you. There he is. Uh, safe travels. Final four, baby. Let's go. 2021. Right. 
2022 National Champs, Game Chaos. You heard it here first. All right, there he is, uh, Todd Derry, uh, along with me, Matt Derry, and that's another edition of the Derry Brothers Guardians cast right here on the Evergreen Podcast Network, waitingfornextyear.com or wherever you get your podcast. Thanks to the Center for Advanced Dentistry, Dr. Ben Hornstein, and, of course, the folks at Breaking Tea T-shirts. We'll probably have more of an idea of what this roster looks like in a week and get you ready for the opener against the Royals. Uh, coming up on April the 7th. We are out of room and out of here. What was it like to be there for historical sports moments and unforgettable performances? To be behind the scenes? On Press Box Access, you'll hear from me, Todd Jones, and other sports writers about their experiences with the greatest athletes, coaches, and sports events of the past half century. We'll share some stories behind the stories, some big, some small, and some we've only told each other. Let us buy you around on Press Box Access. History is complicated. The story of human progress is long, messy, and riddled with controversies big and small. On Conflicted, We dive headfirst into history's most infamous events and contentious figures. We try and untangle the good from the bad, the fact from the fiction, and the monsters from the misunderstood. Was Genghis Khan a murderous butcher or a civic pioneer? Did the Allied powers go too far in firebombing the German city of Dresden at the twilight of World War II? And how did the Marquis de Sade acquire such a sinister reputation? And was any of it true? These are just a few of the tough questions we wrestle with and investigate on Conflicted. So if you love history or just enjoy a good story, please join me, your host, Zach Cornwell, for a fascinating new topic each and every month. Conflicted, a history podcast, is available on Spotify, Apple, or wherever else you get your podcasts. I hope to see you soon.